Hey, congratulations on finding the Potom once again. Back at it with our another week of Potom action. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got Gabe, Luke, Scott in the lobby waiting to go and give you guys another uh, flavor packet of amazing variety. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the beginning of the tale of a wine or cheese adventure, followed by a lot of expeditions where we go on a ride of adventures with the boys as they take us through a few of their bits that they have not recorded yet. So you're not going to want to miss this one, but uh, enjoy. Let your ears flow and uh, hope you're hip to the jive swing, Daddy, because here we go. His name Squidward. He's a pirate and he likes to dig up gold. He's squid. He's squid. His name is Squidward. His name is Squidward. Yes, I'm Squidward. All right, welcome to the bottom ten. Uh, you've oh, reached no. the bottom, oh, no. and uh, we're gonna stay there. <laughs> so, the bottom of the um, barrel. So. Continuing the trend of last episode, um, <laughs> of moral oh, no. dilemmas, uh, a man approaches you on the street, Scott. Oh, jeez. And he tells you to pick a card. <laughs> I, I just realized there's no way for me to know <laughs> what card you pick. <laughs> but we're going to roll with it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the wine and cheese? So, so you pick the four of spades. <laughs> All right, I feel like such a participant. Yeah, you really do. You pick the four of spades. So, like, um, he says, "Come with me," and he like takes you back this back alleyway. And uh, before you is a a red door and a yellow door, and. He says, uh -huh. choose carefully, and he just leaves you there. What do you do? Uh, I examine both doors. All right, you look at both doors. Well, what do no, I see, Gabe? Like wine. You see a yellow, yellow door and a red door. Like <laughs> one tastes like wine, uh, one tastes Luke, like cheese. Luke discovered it. <laughs> <laughs> Luke deciphered the riddle. Huh. Uh, hmm. Are there any markings on the doors? They both. There's a picture of cheese on the yellow one. <laughs> there's a picture of wine on the red I one. I feel like that would have been pertinent information at the beginning. <laughs> well, you're not very observative, are you? <laughs> Just said I looked at it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Just because you're 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 hearing something doesn't mean you're listening to it. <laughs> Why did I want to play this game? Uh, I picked the wine door. <laughs> Alright, so you go in the red door, and you get inside, uh -huh. and the man is sitting there with your four of spades card, and he says, Ha ha, you want this back? And he runs down a hallway. The door closes behind you, <laughs> leaving you once, one, one option to go in. Well, what, what will you do? That's good, because my answer was going to be, no, I don't want that. <laughs> So what will you do, Scott? You're in a very uh, high risk you mean dilemma. Pick my one option. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do whatever you want. I'm not. I'm not the rule maker here. Yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta think like Sam. He's the only one that has won this game. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Sam. Uh, all right. Uh, I I start jogging after him. 
All right, is so he you... online? Could we tag him in? So you start phone a friend. You start briskly jogging after him. After about uh, about like eight minutes or so, you start getting winded, and you notice that there were no lights on in the hallway. So you've been running for eight minutes in darkness for for eight minutes. Long. I minutes. just now realized. You that. just now realized that. Yeah, I, I don't feel know. Like you're not very observative. So like you know that's what. <laughs> So, so here you are, you can see like a faint light off to your left, you mm -hmm. can feel a slight breeze to your right, which one do you trust more? Wait, it was the breeze to my right, what was the other one? There's a slight, like a, like a faint light to your left. You rolled a one, so you're going to the left. Um, what? No! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, uh, if Gandalf is to be trusted, which I believe he is... Uh, he says, always follow your nose when in doubt. So I turn right <laughs> towards the breeze. It's the parent from the Fruity Loops commercials. <laughs> he, is a, he is a toucan, and you will respect him as such. <laughs> Alright, so you're gonna follow your nose and follow the breeze? Gabe, that's actually a line in Lord of the Rings. Is by it? The way. Okay, whatever. Yes. I know my stuff. It's the, it's the cereal man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I always think of Toucan Sam whenever yeah. uh, Gandalf says it. But yes, it is. All right, so I go to the right. All right, so you you, you turn to go to the right, and you you take your first step forward, and you you hit an obstacle. You you reach out and you start feeling around. It's very furry. Oh. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and, and fear strikes you down your back as you realize uh -huh. it must be a bear. <laughs> yeah, of course it <laughs> or is. Or a very abnormally large rat. And you're not sure which, but you don't want to find out. So you slowly back your way away. And you go towards the light. Because I'm the rule maker here. <laughs> <laughs> I really did roll a one. <laughs> so as you, as you continue, um, you continue just walking towards the light, it starts getting bigger, and you realize that it's a crack through the concrete. And so, um, with I this- I the walls are concrete. Yes, the walls, walls are concrete. You're not very observative, but you are this time. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, um, you realize that by your feet, you can faintly see that there's a pickaxe. So, mm -hmm. you know, you slowly, like, chip your way out. And as you reach outside, um, the bear follows you out, and so... Guys, what? <laughs> well, where, where else is he gonna go, Scott? He finally made a companion, he's your friend well, now. Well, if he's in a cave, that's obviously his home, right? It's not a cave, It's like though. the stereotype? No, it's just... Well, what was he doing in there? I don't know. Maybe he's the, the guy's pet? I don't, I don't make the story. So, you're outside <laughs> with the bear. <laughs> you now acquire pickaxe. Um, Suddenly, I remember why this game makes me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you have acquired pickaxe, you now have pet bear. The man is nowhere in sight. Um, and well, you know, you, 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 you look down the right of the street. Wait, 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 the bear's my pet? Yeah, the bear, you, you, you freed the bear, what do you want from me? He's your friend So I can, it, it'll do what I want it to? Uh, it, if you can speak bear. <laughs> well, how is it my pet? Oh, it just likes you. I don't know. It smelled you. You didn't kill it. You know, what What more do you want in life? To anyway. not be eaten by a bear. 
Well, you know, you, you just got to learn, live, laugh, and love, and they'll figure it out along the way. I don't think so that's the point in this situation. <laughs> so you come out to a street, and mm. you look to your left, there's a bakery. You look to your right, there's a cafe with two men standing outside of it. Do you, do you go to the right or the left? Uh, I talk to the two men. All right, so you talk to the two men, but because you are several, like basically a half a mile down the street... They completely ignore you, and the bear just well, looks at you confused. I gotta, I gotta be a hundred thousand percent specific with you. It's like a genie. <laughs> yeah. All right, I walk up to the men, like comfortable distance away from them, like a uh, normal talking Dang distance. It. <laughs> <laughs> he knew where I was going. Of course I did. <laughs> All and right. I and I ask them, "Hey, I'm lost. Um, can you direct me back towards where was I?" <laughs> the men reply, "I don't know where you were." <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. Uh, well, men are very where, confused. Where was I why, at the beginning of the story? Men are very confused why you're screaming no, now. No, no, <laughs> come back. <laughs> the barrack returns. <laughs> No! <laughs> now the bear is confused why you're yelling. <laughs> Alright, I didn't mean to yell at you, Bruno. Sorry. You hear, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the bear understands. <laughs> I can speak bear. No, he just understood you that time. <laughs> no, yo, you said it. You said it. That's, in, like, that's in the story like, now. No, it's, like, it's like Chewbacca and Han Solo, yeah. you know? One can understand the other, but the other can't necessarily speak the other one's language. Yeah. He can understand right, so, your emotions. So he might do what I want him to. Yeah, then. he might. <laughs> <laughs> that means no. All right. <laughs> He's still gonna kill you later on. Don't worry about it. So the two men, <laughs> the two men, um, kind of look at each other, look back at you, like very concerned why you're upset at this point in time, and um, you know, they 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 just kind of open the door for you to the cafe. Do you do you walk in or do you just continue to express you know your your position and where you want you want to know more details? Um, I, I asked them if they speak English because I clearly <laughs> made my position clear. They just look at you confused, and you know. So I travel to a different country. <laughs> so then the wine door sent me to france i mean i'm not telling you where you're <laughs> we'll figure well, that out a bakery later. and a cafe yeah. i mean that's just very frenchy to me yeah i mean that's that is actually where i had in mind but like i'm not gonna tell you that so so <laughs> you're outside the cafe you can't talk to the two men out front because they don't speak english and you don't speak bear what um, They're, are they bear too <laughs> <laughs> this is a plot point for later <laughs> no at this point I would just ask the bear if it can speak English I don't know I, 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 wanna, I want that to be the card up my sleeve for a while alright so, so you're outside the cafeteria there's two bears out in front of the alright so they're French bears yeah and so they're just I thought the a... Russian people were bears. No, don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's just a figment of 
Weiner cheese. So you're outside the cafe. The door is open. You go in or you, you go back to the bakery. Hmm. There's something threatening about being inside four walls with bears guarding the door. I walk down to the bakery. All right. So you walk down to the bakery. You swing open the door. The little like bell jingles. Mm. And the barkeeper, human, um, is like, I told you to never come back here. The last time you. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, what? what, what hello. <laughs> I say, ah, uh, at last, I have found an English speaking person in this foreign land. Uh, no, you didn't. He puts on a mustache and goes, wee wee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like, ah, yeah, he, yeah, yes, I speak English. Yes, that's Tell what me, I good speak. Tell me, good sir, how did you d- come to this foreign land? I uh, definitely came by transportation that a human would take. <laughs> Where is this story going? <laughs> I'm like, ah, yes, well, I... Uh, I was wondering, good sir, if you could help me get home, for I seem to have found uh, found myself in a foreign land. Why? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, very foreign. Yes, that is where we are. <laughs> Sorry, I'm using Don Quixote language. <laughs> it feels like you're just reading off a script, but I will play along to your game that humans play. <laughs> Because <laughs> that is what I am. Oh my would, gosh. would you like a bakery? You... What? <laughs> would you like a bakery item? I sell them here oh, at my bakery. Oh. oh, I thought he was going to sell me his shop. If you would like that too, there is a price. <laughs> How much is it? More than you can afford. Now, would you like a bakery <laughs> item? <laughs> uh, do I have any money? No. <laughs> This this game exists for you to make me uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, I wasn't going to bring up the the idea of money until you did, so uh, this is on you, man. (laughs) Would you like a bakery item or not? Please leave if you have no interest. Sure, I'll I'll take... uh, uh, Do you have any eclairs? Do you have any money? No. I oh. love how obvious it is that he only asked you that because you brought up money. <laughs> <laughs> well, then why are you at a bakery? You must use money to purchase oh, items. I need unless, to get home. Unless you have another form of payment. And he like glances. He glances are at you your, at your bear friend. <laughs> Do you want to have sex with the bear? No. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I knew what his answer was in that last part. I'm unsure. What? Gosh. I mean, this bear is my friend. I'm not going to loan him out for that. He's your friend, huh? What is his name? What's your name, bear? (laughs) (laughs) His name is... Oh uh, yeah, it's a very classic bear name. Understandable. Does your bear have any? Does your does uh, have anybody? 
game is so dumb. Um, <laughs> I, I, hey, oh, do you have any money? <laughs> the bear replies. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I can't. Uh, hang on. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating so much. Oh my gosh. Oh. All right. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself, man. I'm an amazing I'm an amazing storyteller. Alright, give me uh. some credit. Oh. <laughs> well hold that okay. thought for when okay. we get to talking Ooh. about our next thing. Alright, mm. alright. Kib! I can't do it! The bear replies. You were in the room, I just laughed you silly. The bear replies and gives you like ten <laughs> pieces of wood chips. Okay, I accept tentatively, but I do accept. <laughs> and then I offer them to the baker. The baker hands back your two croissants. What did you order? Eclairs. He hands you back yeah. your two eclairs. Sweet. He's like this is the first thing that's gone right in this game. <laughs> and the the bar All right, I I eat one and I I hit to. Ugh. <laughs> The bear eats it out of your hand. I mean, uh, <laughs> eats it out of your hand. Yeah. Uh. So tell me, um, Mr. Baker Man, what is your name? I am, yes, I am he. I am Mr. Baker Man. That is my name. <laughs> that Mr. Baker Man is your name? <laughs> Very unfortunate, but that's, the, that, that's my name that the Earthlings gave me. I mean, the human, no, I, the, my brethren, my, my friends. You, what was that? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Earthlings. All right, well, I, I was wondering if you could help me to find a, a train station or uh, an airport. Ah, uh, yes, those are the, uh, the the transportation methods that humans use, right? What? what such you, as I would you... use. Because I am, I am an Earthling. I mean, a human. Hmm. <laughs> This are 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 you quite all right, sir? You you're acting very strange. Oh, I'm I'm very fine. I'm just scared of bears. Oh yeah, well he seems to be friendly. Yeah, aren't I you? Uh... <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Um. Uh. Well. <laughs> where tell me Mr. Baker man where um where might I find this airport that uh yes indeed humans do use ah yes the, the airport that humans indeed use <laughs> follow me and he like just leaves the bakery and starts walking down the street okay and so well, I let I guess let's go huh? <laughs> <laughs> and so you're following them you're following the the Mr. Baker man down the street to the <laughs> you, you get to the airport it's a single runway dirt strip um it's very small but you know it's still an airport and you know it's a, it's a decently small town it's not it's not Paris it's in France but it's not Paris mm. so you know um you get to the airport you go inside and you see that there's three flights going out today um 3 hours apart from each other it's about like noon 
So you got about an hour until the next flight leaves, and uh, you can't understand the the wording on you know like the departure list, but you can't understand the numbers because numbers are universal, and you know bears still use them. But everything else is spelt in bear. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, is this the bear portion of France? Only time will tell. Um, well, you just so, go on, Mister Baker Man. You know he's like. I hope you find what you're looking for here, and uh, he just kind of like bows and then leaves. Um, well, wait, no, Mr. Bakerman, can you can you help me translate these 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 markings? Mr. Bakerman <laughs> turns back around and says, "No, I don't speak bear." <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> and so here, oh, you, here you are. I see airport. what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> So here you are at the at the bearport and <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Little did you know it was all just a setup for that one joke. I don't have any other story to go to. Alright, so you're at the bearport. Um there's there's a female behind the desk underneath the depart times. There's a female human. <sighs> no. <laughs> and then to your left you see Two actual men sitting down with, with very nice suits on, fedoras, and they're reading the newspaper. And then off to your right is a is a mother and baby bear. Just, you know, the, the mother is very tired. She has bags under her eyes. The little kid's running around her on a leash, um, just going, Wee! Wee! And so, um, uh, yeah, uh, the choice is yours. Uh, is this the Paddington universe? What what is happening here? Don't, don't worry. Just keep just keep. It's wine or cheese. What do you want from me? All right. We haven't played this in two years. Uh, all right. So. Uh. Uh. <laughs> this has been going on for twenty minutes. I would just like to say. I'm trying to wrap it up. All right. <laughs> the, the, Somehow I don't believe you. <laughs> so. Uh. 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 Um, uh, uh. Tell me. <laughs> Can you can you uh tell uh, me which <laughs> Can you tell me which of uh, which one of the <laughs> which one of these markings takes will take me home? He he goes, uh <laughs> Well Good, I think. Do it then. Uh and he's like starts walking down this hallway. <laughs> So you follow him. Um, it goes to the left side of the help desk, between over towards the side of the well-dressed men. So you go down this hallway, and you go through like a bunch of twists and turns in this very small airport. Don't know how it's this big, but you you wander around aimlessly in this two hundred square foot facility for about fifty minutes. And so you're out there. Uh, finally stops at a garbage can and starts digging around in it to try to, like, you know, just do what Uh does. And Uh wants to find food. So, um, you realize. So what you're telling that, me is this was a dead end. Yes. <laughs> and as, as you come to that realization, you sit down on one of the benches nearby. You look up and you see in English the word departure that points to the right. And so, uh, oh! Okay, we'll just go that way. So you're like, uh, come on. And uh goes, uh. <laughs> and so you go down towards the, the the departure arrow leading to, you know, where, you know, you're on, on board the plane. Hang on. What? Departure just says 
where the planes are taking off. It does not <laughs> Why do you have to the, ruin my fun? Where the God. planes are going. Yeah, well, I mean... Where are the planes going? I get on the plane. <laughs> you magically appear onto the plane. Oh, did I skip? Whatever. I and get on the so plane. So, the plane, uh, it starts to take off because it's that time. And you look out the right window and you see, uh, the time of the month. on the runway. Yeah. You're in the plane. That's okay. The plane. Per you don't care about uh. You well, heartless soul. Uh. It's, it's like Wizard of Oz. I mean, I leave my lion. All right. Yeah. Whatever. So, so the plane takes off. Your, your heartless soul doesn't even look at us. You leave, and so mm -hmm. you're you're in the air, and, <laughs> and <laughs> it's not even that funny. All right. So this. So you're you're in the air. You look around the the uh, the area and. Um, you realize there's only one other passenger on the plane, and that's the pilot. You figure that's kind so of... So he's not a passenger. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the only passenger on the plane. And and so, you know, you're, 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 you're slightly confused, but you're already on the plane. You might as well just continue with it. So you 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 pull out your snacks, you know, you pull out your, your, your phone and listen to some music as the, as the plane ride goes on. And about... I don't know, about an hour and a half, two hours go by, and so you notice that this whole time the the only other passenger, the pilot, the not passenger, has been motionless in the seat, you know, that he should be piloting the ship in. Uh-huh. And so you unplug your headphones and you like nudge him a little bit. And he just doesn't he doesn't respond. You nudge him again, he doesn't respond. And so you do this about you know, two, three minutes until you start freaking out. Whenever you start freaking out and you grab the yoke of the plane, and that's when the man wakes up. What are you doing? Okay. And like you, you, you frighteningly sit back down in your seat. And the is man this goes, the first Weiner cheese jump scare? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just doesn't like you touching his stuff. He's like, why are you, why are you touching my stuff? You want? To, oh, I know what you want. You want to play? You want to play this game? All right. So you're you're. You're you're what? in an alleyway. No, this I man comes up what? to you and no. he, he like offers you like two substances for you to consume. One's a liquid, one's a solid. Which do you choose? Hurry! There's a man behind you running after you. Um. Uh. Is uh, this is this a Weiner cheese game inside of Weiner? Hurry! There's a man chasing after you. You're uh, going to die. Liquid. 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 All right. So you start drinking the liquid profusely. You you to the point where you realize that the liquid is endless and you die there from old age. Was that a good game? That was a great game. <laughs> Did Luke leave? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, he did. Hey, you're back. I'm not sitting through this again. <laughs> and so... Wait, wait so... What? So, the... The Weiner Cheese within Weiner Cheese is over. Weiner Cheese isn't. Or yes, is it? Yes, correct. The man, uh, the man in the story isn't as good of a storyteller as I, as you can clearly see. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes. So, Mr. Pilot Man, uh, where where are we going? He says, this way. We're going this way. As you can see, we're going this You can tell by the way that it is. We're going that way. <laughs> but, alright, but, yeah. what, what, is, what is the destination? Where are we going to land? Probably on the ground. <laughs> I see. That's where I would put my go. money. I, all right, I see. 
Gabe's doing that first grade thing, so I'm just gonna go sit down in in my seat. Yeah, so you sit back down in your seat. <laughs> <laughs> the man continues to pilot the plane. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you notice the ground's getting a lot closer, very fast. Oh no! <laughs> you turn to turn to your left again, and you realize the man piloting the the plane is a bearer. What? No, I and don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. That's, that, no. was gonna be, that was the plot line the whole time. You just never asked the right questions. You're not very observative. You said he was a man. <laughs> yeah. Man, as in, you know, that's the gender of the bear. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you want from me? What kind of garbage logic is this? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the one being in a... You I'm the one going to die, yeah. No, no skin off your nose. Yeah, I had like a whole plot line where you get on the on the plane, you know, uh, like translates for you a little bit, but like, no, you just wanted to get on the plane. <laughs> get on the plane. <laughs> Well, you're the one that made it take off. Well, yeah, because you, you want you wanted to go. You were on the. You this is like behind. blaming God for things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's trials and tribulations in life, Scott. You're just gonna I have mean, to learn to you know live with it. this. Living under your worlds is a tribulation. <laughs> God had a sense of humor. Let's see how this one plays out. So you're on the plane. <laughs> then the ground is getting closer. The ground's getting closer. And the bear's flying it. And the bear's flying it. Because of course he is. Because of course he is, yeah. See, you're getting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, inside of you, you can feel your heart sinking into your stomach. That's the line I, I was going for. upside down? No. <laughs> That's a good question, though, because I thought about it. <laughs> so you're going down because towards the ground. Um, yeah. Bear piloting the plane, because of course he is. Your, your stomach now contains your heart from how nervous you are getting. And mm. you're you're really questioning if this man's ever been to piloting school. Well, he's not a man, first off. Well, he is, but he's a man. He's, he's also a bear. He's a male bear. Is this Clive Clyde in the, <laughs> the pilot? Because like he was, he was both. So he looks, he looks to you as you guys are getting closer to the earth, and he says, "This is for leaving uh, behind." And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> he nose dives the plane straight down. He's like, we go out together, and he like holds onto your chest so you can't leave, and that's where you die. Killed by us, uh, representative, or whichever you'd like it. And that's the end of <laughs> Winer Cheese. That took like come on, man, <laughs> forty minutes to get to. We gotta die by so a bear somehow. The bear kills himself. Yeah. To avenge. Uh. Yeah. Alright, whatever. <laughs> At least I'm dead. I like how emotionally That invested. is the only silver lining to this story. <laughs> At least it's over. Don't smile because it happened. Smile because it, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, welcome to Potom 10, everybody. Now that the, pro- oh, no. the prologue's out of the way, um, you want to hear more interesting stories? <sighs> Check out my... Yeah, so- entire podcast series where it is only whiner cheese and, and that's all it is i don't think i'm available for those <laughs> i think what, i'm busy all the what a coincidence <laughs> so luke while uh while you were getting um gabe and i were thinking it might be fun to share some of the scripts we never used with the audience oh that'd be really fun yeah yeah so um you guys are welcome to play parts or i can read it all Oh, I, I'll play parts. Yeah, you don't even have Good. to ask. Because I would rather not. 
Um, all right, so I have one up, I believe. I think uh, this was this supposed to be the Lance sequel. Uh, what do I have up? <clears throat> I, Lance, Lance takes. This says LanceVlog.mp4. Yeah, which is the type. No, dot mov was the title of the the one on the dumb channel. So I guess we could read this one quickly. We don't have to dwell on. I don't remember this. I don't either. So, Gabe, your lure line is first. Well, hang on. Lance takes the guys fishing for Nessie at the pond. He gives them little kids poles because he doesn't trust them. <laughs> uh, stupid things happen as he tries to teach them how to fish. Uh, then... Alright, looks like you two are, are doing alright. We are not! Look at Gimp! He somehow got two bobbers wedged in his ears! <laughs> no, 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 alright. Yeah, you're fine. I'll be right back. Just don't, just don't touch the sacred water with your skin. He comes back with a giant homemade fishing... Basically a log and an anchor hook. Come <laughs> I've got a butt whooping shoes on today, and it spoils. Does that say spoils? <laughs> that spells Nessie. That spells Nessie. <laughs> you know what? I'm sick of this. He, he, uh, Phil throws his pole in the water and walks in to start kicking Lance's decoys. Screw Nessie. Screw fishing. Screw sacred water. What are you doing, Bucket? Don't touch the water. All of a sudden, natives rush out of the woods and over the hills and carry them all away, except Lance. Cut to black. <laughs> so I'm starting to remember what this was. Um, then the last paragraph is, Lance gives a monologue. So this was just a, a general idea. This, the, I, I wrote this one. Um, this was going to be a cold open for an episode. Um, and all the context that you just heard would have been all of the context you would start out with <laughs> with that episode <laughs> just like random things happening at one point um i i know i had gimp was just licking a pickle randomly and sobbing quietly yeah which is <laughs> like something i do the, on the daily yeah get well okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh and then the joke was going to be um, after the cold open, think we go back in time and show, it's like a previously or earlier that day kind of thing. And then we lead up to that time. Like at the end of the episode, we get to this point again. And then like all the same things happen and you're like, oh, so that's that's what the con. Now I got the context. But then we go, we still look at Gabe or a Gimp and he's licking a pickle for no reason. It's just unexplained still. <laughs> <laughs> so we get like two jokes out of the same shot. Yeah. Um, which I really liked, but I don't we never used it. Yeah. See I think this was uh, going into a I don't know if we have those old videos up, but the Mahler stories. Maybe? We've, we've alluded know, to it during like the, the Earl documentary that we got bored and filmed one day. Right. But So yeah. that like yeah, so the Mahlers you're talking about, that's the natives. Yeah. That all of a sudden, natives rush out of the woods. Excuse me. So I, think, um, I think you guys talked about it last episode, or not last bottom, but the bottom before the, the eighth one, where I wasn't there. I think you guys talked about the, the Mountain Dew farmers. Yes. That was, mm -hmm. that was one of the, the storylines that we had for the natives. Right, right. Well, this is a good one that I found. Um, we, this one has definitely made us laugh pretty hard a couple times. Yeah, we wrote um, a lot of this on the trip oh, down to yeah. DC. Yeah. So, hang on, let me 
so Kimber was originally going to be the the serious character for the show. So um, all of our other characters that we like, like Kim, Phil, and Lance, could you know they could be silly while the audience could relate to the serious person. And so what Kimber, who Kimber was, was this uh, this like very career driven uh, young lady who may or may not we were toying with the idea of making her romantic interest for phil later in the future because i mean what else are women good for in a script so we, right? uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but no so she was going to be the serious one we were going to make her quirky but driven and 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 as likable as uh as we knew how as writers um so that that's what you see here in this first paragraph it's morning. We get a montage of a young lady's morning routine. She's professional looking. She's neat and orderly. The way she moves through her house and completes her chores has a punctual rhythm to it. Doesn't matter. She marches out of the house to her car and drives away. She arrives at work and marches to her boss's office where three men are talking. Um, Luke, do you want to be the boss? Ah, Miss Glein, how are you this morning? <laughs> Just fine, Mr. L- Ryland. Just fine. And you? That's a great girl voice, Scott. <laughs> Mailing it out on the first episode. <laughs> I don't. I can't do a girl voice. Now that you're here, I'm happier than a vegetable in a carnivore. What? <laughs> Kimber's <laughs> excellent delivery. That's exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. So Kimber smiles, slightly sarcastic. Excellent metaphor, sir. Ryland snaps, Gl- his, Ryland snaps his fingers and points at her. Miss Klein, I like you. Now, let's begin the meeting. Miss Klein, let me introduce Mr. Garloff and Mr. Vance. I hired them last week to be my right-hand men. I'm having them look over all the work you've done for us. I must say, young lady, <laughs> in all my years in this business, I've never seen talent like yours. <laughs> Uh, all right and then that was as far as we written for that scene but later on in the meeting we see uh, oh i guess that transitions i don't know why i put a space there kimber begins laying out paperwork uh so if all of you look on page three i think we can discuss improving uh door door bursts open and two figures what did you do (laughs) what did i there we go Door bursts open, and two figures dressed in tactical clothing rush inside and begin knocking over tables and trashing the place. The shorter of the two grabs Vance and roughly pins him to the ground. Or Karloff, whoever. Um, the tall figure stands in front of the four, pointing his weapon and screams, Everyone on the ground, this is a robbery! Don't you hate it when this happens to you? There you are, minding your own business, when two Russian commandos burst down your door, wave their guns around, and then demand five million dollars for their sick children back in Petersburg. No businessman in in his right mind would want that. At this point, we hear struggling in the corner. (laughs) Me and my partner have developed a high-tech, secure, and efficient security system to... Gimp? We look in the corner to see Gimp still pinning Vance to the ground. (laughs) Oh, oh, Gimp, stop! This is for my kids, you monster! Gimp, you don't have kids! Knock it off! Huh? Gimp comes Gimp comes out of his rage trance. Uh, Phil rolls his eyes. Anyway, we offer a service like no other. 24-hour protection, protection, top-of-the-line equipment, and... 
excuse me. Yes? Get out. But this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for your company. The only people who've broken into this place in the past decade are you two. Get. End of work day. <laughs> <laughs> End of day. Yeah, obviously, obviously, these were just individual scenes that we came up with. We don't right. really have a narrative structure. Transition exactly. is, is a later problem. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, all we really need is a couple more interactions with Kimber and her boss, and then we see her going home. Because the next scene sure. we have written is uh, the end of the workday, and Mr. You, Ryland says, You've done good things today, Miss Klein. I can see you going places here. Big places. Thank you, sir. She smiles warmly. She heads to her car. She feels accomplished, and, her, and that her life has finally come together as she slides into the uh, she she starts the car and begins driving off. However, <laughs> Gimp and Phil are hiding in the back seat of Kimber's car as she pulls away, unaware that they are there. Kimber's unaware. After a while, Phil and Gimp look over the back of the seat and see Kimber. And like this is this is a visual gag. It'll be hard to explain, but like they they do the slow peek head out over the seat to like <laughs> look at her, <laughs> um, and then. Phil, ter- terrified, looks at Gimp and mouths the words, Shh, don't say anything. What? <laughs> Gimp says loudly. Kimber screams in mortal terror. She swerves into Mr. Old Man's mailbox. She, uh, she slowly turns her head uh, and sees behind her that the trunk is open and two figures are running away. Mr. Oldman gets up, furiously picks up his lawn chair, moves six paces to the right, slams the chair back down and harshly, and continues reading the newspaper. <laughs> As if, like, she's blocking his view, like when he peeks over the newspaper every 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, he's gotta be reminded. I just picture, the, I just picture him just being like, just so frustrated at it, he just, it, like, it doesn't even accomplish anything, he just has to do something. <laughs> That's kind of what I had in mind, yeah. (laughs) Just to to have an output somewhere that isn't through the newspaper. Um, And so, next we have listed day one. uh, Phil Isaacs and Gimp's perspective. Wait, wait, I think this is the same day just from the the Gimp and Phil's perspective. Oh, yes, thank you. This is day one, but is, right. The first day. The Uh, beginning of the same day, just from a different point of view. The guy's perspective, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the alarm goes off. I'll be Isaac. Isaac walks in. Come on, Phil. It's time to get up. He walks over to the covers and nudges Phil. Nothing. He shuts off the alarm and yanks the covers. Come on, get up! Under the covers is googly, is our googly eyes on a body pillow of the Earl. <laughs> Guns drop from the ceiling. Phil comes running in. He went with a scenario five! Give <laughs> kicks down the door. This is for my children! <laughs> <laughs> Cut back to Phil pinning down Isaac. Isaac screams. Oh, Isaac screams, stop. Everything goes silent. Isaac's head pops around Phil's body. Wait, you don't have any kids, <laughs> he says to give. Um Cut to them at the kitchen table. Phil and Isaac with Gimp in the Phil Cut to Man, I wrote this horribly. Cut to Phil and Isaac at the kitchen table with Gimp in the background making waffles in the toaster. Isaac, what is it today, Phil? Soviet commandos? Uh, No, that's not until Thursday. It would be today, but I'm stalling. (laughs) 
cut to communism. That was literally just going to be a cut to like the Soviet anthem playing with like a big picture of Stalin and yeah. <laughs> like the flag flying behind him for like I think it was like what like two seconds and then move on. Yeah. Right. We've developed a new security system and we're selling it to the highest bidder. So you're terrorists. No, terrorists go around blowing things up and killing things without purpose. We do it because people pay us to. <laughs> I don't think that's better. Waffle pops out of uh, out of the toaster, out of frame. Uh, and then we had two different endings that could have happened. Uh, ending one, Gimp tries to catch them with a plate but fails. Uh, ending two, Gimp fiddles with it throughout the scene and eventually points it at Isaac. And like a cannon, the waffle, the toaster shoots. Isaac with the waffle uh, and knocks him to the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. We look and see the waffle. Uh, we look down and see the waffle off the side of his head with the impression left on his face. Good lord, English major. <laughs> we see so the waffle I... slide and fall off of his face. Yeah. Right. With the imprint being left on his, on his cheek. Yeah. Uh, all right. We just, so this is day two. For, huh? The reason for ending two was we just needed a, an excuse if Sam didn't want to like act in this episode. So that would have been... Or we, we needed to sp- specifically, we needed to write Isaac out of the situation, because I think we had it so that oh. he like resolved a lot of the situation. Yeah. That uh, been... r- well, yeah, he needed... Moral Compass had to be out of the room, so Phil and Gimp busting in, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so ending two is just so we can get him out of the picture, and that you right. know that gives us a reason that he's you know in the hospital. That's that's what I remember. Yeah, we have here. Maybe Isaac had to go to the hospital because of the. Yeah. Um. So day two from Kimber's perspective. Uh, I guess we didn't really write too much of this. Later on, she is sitting in a meeting with the boss and coworkers, and in the background, you can see a building across the street owned by a competitor. Uh, all we see is the same deal going down with Phil and Gimp, and it goes way further off the rails. Gimp ends up throwing a guy out the window, and at some point, a bullet goes through the window Kimber's building and takes the boss's to pay off. Then the line from Kimber, you got me... Oh, okay. So, uh... So... What we had in mind was that Fel kept coming back to the uh, to Kimber's building to the point where the boss blamed her and fired her. And so uh, we had this just as a random idea. <laughs> Kimber says, "You got me fired for professional misconduct." Nothing a Tylenol can't fix. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so ugh, whatever. Uh. Let's see. That's pretty much. That's the end of like everything like concrete we got done. Everything else is just kind of bits. Is this this must be yours because I have to request edit access. Yeah, that one might be mine. I was just like a quick excerpt back before we had the dumb Discord. Um, this is so we, the, with the assumption that the natives are Mountain Dew farmers. It's right. Their uh, Lance and Jason are in a firefight currently with them when the scene starts. Uh, I'll be Jason. Sir, I think we need to fall back. No, he isn't here yet! Suddenly, a man with a horse mask on sits down beside Lance. Oh, thank God you're here! Here! 
Lance throws the horseman a gun. The horseman looks at the gun and see there's, sees there's no magazine. He looks at Lance. Back at gun. At Lance. Gun. Lance. Gun. Reaches into mouth, pulls out a magazine, and locks it into the gun. <laughs> then vaults the cover and charges at the enemy. Now, you see, that's how a man does it. <laughs> what on earth is this bit, game? What? <laughs> you, it's... The, all right, so one episode has to contain Lance. You don't expect something like this to happen? You are mistaken. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you are mistaken. Um, and so this is just a random scene we thought of for like a like a regular interaction between Phil Isaac and Kimber. So Phil Isaac and Kimber are sitting at lunch. How could you possibly think that mustaches are unattractive? I don't know. It's just that they get food in them and they're prickly and make guys look scary. They're just bleh. Oh, please. You're just jealous because you can't grow one because you're a woman. <laughs> Kimber looks bewildered. I prefer Amish beards myself, says Isaac. Says <laughs> Isaac. Kimber looks more bewildered. Fine. So what do you find attractive? The door bursts open. All right, so you know how, like, in a public, an indoor public pool, <laughs> like, when somebody slaps a, a, a pool noodle against the surface of the water, you get that, <laughs> like, just echoes throughout the building. <laughs> so great. That's what we were going to use for when the door bursts open. So, <laughs> and walks a cool guy with shades, sexy clothes. It's Pop Rockefeller. <laughs> he struts into the room. All the women start swooning. Oh, great, Pop Rockefeller. He swaggers up to the bar. A beer and make it roots because... He leans towards the female bartender. I'm underage. <laughs> she faints. <laughs> <laughs> Phil looks disgusted and flabbergasted. What is the deal with this guy? Who could like him? Pan to the right. We see Kimber blushing. Pop winks at her. She blushes more and diverts her gaze. <laughs> Everything about this is terrible. And then later in the episode... <laughs> oh, we never explained that Pop Rockefeller has like a really bushy mustache. <laughs> That's supposed to be uh, one of the bits in the scene. Oh, yeah, I guess that was the implication. Uh, later in the episode, boom, upload the, uh, put the video or the image up. Uh, uh, Lenny, edit that in. Oh, gosh, you found my document. <laughs> well, I don't have to look at it. No, no, there's, there's a lot of good bits in here. But, like, I feel like they could all be their own, like, little videos. Soap, bathroom, window. Yeah, whichever one looks Moon the most landing. appetizing to you, let it, right. just, we'll pick it. Hollow Walk Nana. <laughs> <laughs> you like that title? <laughs> all right, so there's a, a subsection in this doc called Follow Walk Nana. Yeah. Isaac and Phil are at the table having a debate about Marvel. Look, all I'm saying is Wakanda's economy shouldn't work. They're practically the same as Saudi Arabia, where they focus on one export. Yeah, but... This is Isaac. Yeah, but T'Challa looks after his people more than the leaders of Saudi Arabia. Lance walks in and searches through the fridge. Look, all I'm saying is if Wakanda existed in the real world, it wouldn't be the same as the movies. Wagonata? <laughs> no, Wakanda. All right, one, like one, one time in my youth, I drank the sap of a fallow Wagonata tree and I got so tall I could read. 
All right, so like one time, like, <laughs> all right, so one time in my youth, I drank the sap of a fallen walk, not a tree, and got so tall I could read billboards with binoculars backwards. I didn't say wog fog. Do we have any real food in this house? I don't want any of this liberal vegetarian stuff. <laughs> if you don't like it, go back to your own house and eat your own food. If you're not careful, your problems are going to multiply faster than a Catholic rabbit. Are you threatening me? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. This is my house, after all. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Look, if it wasn't my house, why would I scotch tape a hamster to the ceiling and nobody's, uh, nobody, nobody's second glance at it? What? What? <laughs> Man, I ruined the delivery of that one. That's that's unfortunate. Alright, so that's follow Wagnana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bank. I walked into a bank the other day. Twelve <laughs> stitches. Gabriel. Yeah. What? <laughs> Are you proud of that one? I'm very proud of that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not even two sentences and it's a great joke <laughs> oh that reminds me this is going to change the mood but uh, Ernest Hemingway uh, said he could write uh, a, I believe the way he phrased it was he said he could write a story in just a few sentences or one line something like that It was, and that was the best story ever to told because it was so compact and it goes as this. Uh, baby's shoes for sale. Never. I was going to say this as a joke. I didn't realize it was the actual. Yeah. Anyway, so now that that energy happened, uh, there's, this one's called binoculars. Man running at the crew. Isaac. Uh, what are we going to do, guys? He's going to catch us. Gimp holding binoculars up. I don't know, Isaac. I think we have quite a while. Phil turns the binoculars around. Oh no, what are we gonna do? <laughs> uh, Alright, let's, let's find it. <laughs> oh no. Isaac I mean, and Phil are watching the news as they cover a gay parade. So is this what they're doing with our tax dollars? They could be doing so much more with it than throwing a parade. I think it's nice they're expressing themselves. They have a right to their opinions and preferences, just like we have the right to ours. Yeah, they have a right to be wrong. But, Phil, you don't have to be so hostile. All I'm saying is, if they want to be gay, they have that right. Lance bursts into the room. I've arrived. Which one of you, which one of you said you were gay? No, I, I was saying that... It was him. <laughs> Phil points to Isaac. Lance points his shotgun at Isaac harshly. Isaac throws his hands up and looks away in fear. No, 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 I'm, not, I'm very much not gay. Good, I thought the gay might have gotten to you. What? What do you mean? Well, well, when I was in Nam, the gays started spreading. Next thing you know, uh, the plant shut down. All the crops started dying off. The government said cool because it was it was all the government's fault and uh, for for making the parents vaccinate their kids and all. But you know, what do you mean? Vaccines help fight against diseases. Nope, makes the kids gay. <laughs> yeah, Isaac, you gotta open your eyes to reality sometime. What do you mean? You were vaccinated. Uh, Lance pulls his shotgun up again. No, I wasn't. I refused, and I stuck the needle in the doctor's leg and made a run for it. No, you didn't. You passed out once you saw the needle. <laughs> Writer's note. I'm realizing I have no idea what happened at a vaccination, so I'm gonna just keep writing and pretend I, I do <laughs> anything. Alright. Lance. Can I finish my story? <sighs> sure. When I came back from Nam, I went home to see my wife and kids. 
You were married? No. Yeah, it was a different time. Anyway, I got back and I hugged her, but when I looked into her eyes, there wasn't any love anymore. Like, the gay had gotten airborne. That's ridiculous. Are you calling me a liar? Well, I'm not calling you a truther. Well, anyways, alright, the gays, gays released gay spores, and that made all the straight people not love each other anymore. So I hid out in my bunker, out in the woods, surviving off the land for three years. And any time I'd spy on the town, it would just be apocalyptic wasteland with biker gangs roaming around with their scary tattoos and muscly arms and blue eyes and super cute bangs. And Are you sure that the gay spores didn't get to you? What'd you say? The gay spores got to you? <laughs> <laughs> Huh. I wrote that this one almost three years ago. That's crazy. Oh, true. I mean, this is really good, but it's almost too real in parts. <laughs> like the the prejudice from Lance. Oh, I don't know. It, it's. I thought you meant like, the part where he got married. <laughs> A woman would agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't I mean, know. Maybe. I mean, I'm, that, that's it, a very touchy subject. And, uh, all it needs is tweaked. Like the language just needs brushed up a little yeah, bit. Feel like there needs to be more bit. swearing. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> this one's called Waging War on Santa. Christmas music plays as various shots of the house during Christmas are shown. The tree, the fireplace. And we show Isaac hanging the middle. Mistletoe. Mistletoe, not middle toe. <laughs> According to Google, <laughs> and looking satisfied, it, he turns to walk out of the room. Snap! Isaac screams in pain, for his foot was in a bear trap. <laughs> what? Are you high when you write these? <laughs> Only a lot. Phil peeks his head into the doorframe. Isaac, what are you doing? What does it look like I'm doing? It looks like you're ruining my life's work. <laughs> you mean you put this in here? Why? It wasn't for you. It was for it was to trap Santa. Santa isn't real. Well, maybe you're not real. <laughs> Cut to Isaac and Phil standing in Lance's workshop. Can't we just I don't know take the bear trap off my foot? And how would we do that, Mister Smart Guy? I don't know. You said it. There it is. <laughs> Lance walks in the room. No! No, no! Cut to Isaac and Phil sitting on the couch as Isaac has a makeshift cast on his affected foot. I still don't know, I still don't understand why you would want to put your foot in the bear trap I laid for Santa. It wasn't my fault. Maybe you should put a sign out next time. <laughs> Maybe you should put a... Shut up! If we put signs out, he'd see right through the ruse. <sighs> okay, whatever. I'm going to make something to eat. Isaac in the kitchen. Isaac opens a cabinet. Arrow <laughs> shoots above his head, and Lance catches it. <laughs> he ducks after the arrow passes and covers. After the arrow passes and covers his head. What the heck was that? That was a warning shot. A warning shot for who? Santa? No, it was a warning shot for you. Stay away from my Fruit Loops. <laughs> Lance grabs his Fruit Loops and walks away. That's a good bit. Um, all of these would work really well as like. Intros or outros to an episode. Yeah. We're just going to work on the in-between stuff. Yeah. You know, the world building and all that. Like the, the, the actual episode. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah. I guess we wouldn't have to. We could just make these on their own. Uh. All right. This one's called Gorilla. Phil is sitting at the kitchen table eating while Isaac is looking out the window. Isaac. Phil. Come here. 
Why? What is it? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Oh, is that a... <laughs> yep. Up in the... Yep. Kim walks up. Hey, look, there's a gorilla stuck in the tree. <laughs> Isaac picking up a phone. Who are you calling? The only person I know that'll believe me and be able to handle that be. <laughs> Phil and Isaac standing by the base of the tree. So, who'd you call? Who else would he call but his favorite uncle? <laughs> Lance shows up with a stick, a dog, a shotgun, and a pair of handcuffs. Okay, I'm gonna climb up the tree and poke the gorilla with a stick until he falls. Whenever he does, the doggo will run up and bite his rumpus, and that'll make us cover his butt. And so when his hands are back there, it gives us a chance to handcuff him. Why don't you just shoot it? Yeah, isn't that why you brought the shotgun? No, uh, we're not allowed to do that on YouTube anymore. That's in case I fall out of the tree first. You shoot the dog <laughs> before it bites me. Um, by the way, uh, if anybody listens to this and uh, has a strong opinion about seeing one of these made, we'll, we'll, consider, we'll consider those perhaps more than other ones. Here's a... a a uh, <laughs> anthology. What's the word I'm looking for? This is a collection of Lance insults. Gabe, take her away. Back now, this is the last time I take Tinker Bell, Tinker Bell and mop without a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> that is not English. It's just, I mean, it's English words, but it's right, so, put together. <laughs> So if you've watched, um, have we recorded a scene where Luke has his long hair and then Isaac pink hair? I think we've, we we might have shot that back with uh, yeah, and one Lance's of those cabin. Yeah, Lance's. I don't remember what the video is called. Only Falvin was here. <laughs> <laughs> you look like George Washington got his head stuck in a tar pit and tried to get it off with twenty grit sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Uh, Isaac trying to threaten Lance. Oh, what are you going to do, Pansy? Blow fairy dust on me? Oh, look at me. I'm flying away. <laughs> are you calling so, Isaac a fairy? so mean. Well, it's pink. That was a pink hair joke. That's like most of these. Oh. Because okay. we, we were trying to figure out insults for Lance to say to, based off like the looks. Oh, gotcha. So these might not work anymore, but they're still pretty funny. No. Um. Phil, you look like a Kiss guitars, except if they were cool. Except they were they were cool. There needs to be. I, th I think it's a uh, Phil. You look like the Kiss guitarist, except they were cool. Oh, yeah, exactly. that might be the the way to go with it. Lance talking to Phil. Have you ever watched The Incredibles? No capes, no drapes. Now cut that rat off your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Huh. Uh, so this one's at Isaac. So if I had that hair when I was little, my mama would have beat me to death, resurrected me, then beat me to death again. <laughs> wow. I thought this went on for a lot longer. Uh, this is a Phil jab. Maybe you can come and cut some of that off and uh, glue it to your face so you can look like a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's so mean. Uh, Lance to Phil, get back in the kitchen! Oh my bad, I'm sorry, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> mistaking him for a woman uh-huh yeah, yeah we, we got it yeah anyway um all right uh 
maybe someday we'll read these specifically a little later. Do you guys want to do one more duck? Yeah, we'll do a little bit more wine or cheese and uh No. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. So a man approaches you. No Gabe. He he no. says pick a card. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Except that he does, and you pick the four of spades again because you're an idiot and you can't figure out where the other cards are. Little do you know the entire deck was the four of spades. <laughs> oh, returns and takes his revenge on you. <laughs> that concludes the second segment of wine or cheese for the evening. Is this, oh, this one will be really fun to read. This is. Uh, hang on, what draft is this? This is yours. Is this mine? You, no, you, you put, I, I put it. I made draft six. I kind of reformatted draft four into five, and then added the uh, the funnier scenes to it. Oh, okay. I can't read any of this. Um, let's see. Will it help if I do? If you like, zoom in a little bit, it'll be easier. It's a it's a lighter script or lighter text. So we filmed some of the original script for this one, and it's unlisted still, but people have seen it because um, it's on the website <laughs> to some degree. The, uh, the part with Natalie? Yeah. That might have been our second draft. Was she in draft. this one? Cause, cause, no. Because there's like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but was that this script? No, this was three drafts ago that was recorded. Okay. So this is draft five. We recorded some of draft two, and I think we have a total of seven different drafts. Six and seven yeah. were ent like entirely me, because Scott lost his passion for the passion project. Yeah, I, it do be like that. I got hung up on it way longer than I think I should have, but... Well, I mean, this one, one of the ones we were working on, one of the scripts uh, we were working on was called, was tentatively titled When You Wish Upon a Farce, and it was going to be a uh, a parody of different fairy tale stories while also being a fairy tale story on its own. Uh, similar to Prince's Bride. And because of that, we open the movie with a, a, a very overt Princess, Princess Bride illusion. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add, Gabe? Or yeah, can we... That's pretty much it. Okay. And so, uh, fade in. Interior, Gimp's room, uh, evening time. Gimp laying in bed sick as he plays wee baseball. Isaac knocks on the door. He opens it, takes a few steps inside, carrying a tray of food. Hey, Gimp, how are you feeling? Sick. Well, maybe my soup will help. Um, where do you want me to put it? Just in the fridge. The, the fridge? Yeah, the fridge. <laughs> Gimp's hand lazily motions towards the dresser. Isaac glances over at the dresser and slowly puts the Tupperware of soup in the top drawer. Isaac looks back at Gimp. Guess what? Phil said he brought you something. Oh, Phil's here. What's wrong? He's just going to read you a story. Yeah, it's just that whenever I'm sick, uh, he always pretends to be my grandpa. Phil bursts into the room, doing a bad Princess Bride grandpa impression. Hey, yo's my grandson. <laughs> Gimp looks at Isaac sadly. I brought you something, slugger. Is it a story that your dad used to read to you when you were sick? Nah, it's something I thought of on the John last night. <laughs> what? Oh, 
Well, is it is it any good? I should think it is. I wrote it about all of us, except we're not in Pennsylvania. We're in a fairy tale with knights, princesses, trolls, romance, wizards, hot epic Mexican princes. Well, okay. I guess you can read it. Darn right I can read it, you ungrateful punk. Kids these days. Cut to him rummaging through a briefcase, then pulling out cheap popsicle pups puppets. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. We have those made. Uh, do you still I have them? I still have those. Nice. Uh, cut to him rummaging through a briefcase, then pulling out cheap popsicle puppets. Once upon a time in a faraway land, there lived a king and a queen. They had a daughter named Azalea, who made their life brighter with every passing day. The young girl was betrothed to the handsome Prince Hernandez of the neighboring kingdom, to form a bond bridging the two kingdoms' long-fought feud. However, unbeknownst to her parents, she was madly in love with the castle stable boy. Narration <laughs> I just, stops. I just, I just remembered a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Narration stops and the anime begins. As we cut back and forth, both sticks looking longingly at each other. By the way, he, he Phil is using the puppets and like having them bounce around. Mm-hmm. Phil starts slowly... <laughs> Phil slowly starts to bring the two sticks together for a kiss. But right before they touch, Gimp interrupts him. Wait a minute, Grandpa Phil. <laughs> is this a kissing story? Phil smiles with wide eyes as he starts nodding slowly. He looks back at Isaac, who's glaring at him, and quickly wipes off the grin from his face, slowly shaking his head. No. Uh, no. Phil awkwardly separates the sticks. One day, to her misfortune, she was stolen swiftly in the night, as if the wind had swept her up and snatched her away. The the king and queen heard of her empty bed in the morning and summoned their royal advisor. Crossfade from Popsicle King to Live Action King. Interior, throne room, morning. Uh, So, uh, (laughs) a knight kneels before the king and queen. Your majesties... (laughs) Guys, tell me, Sir Ibanan, is there any news of our daughter? Alas, your majesty, I come bearing no news of your daughter's whereabouts. It weighs heavily on my heart to see this trouble you so. It was most definitely that twisted kid. He never trusted me. I bet he thought I was bluffing when I promised my daughter to his son. We must send the best men to retrieve my daughter. Sir Ibanan, tell me, who's the best equipped to send out? Sire, our forces are spread thin across our vast borders, trying to keep the enemies at bay. If we send anyone at all, they would have to be expendable. I'll send anybody, Sir Arbiner. Tell me, who can I send? Well, we did recruit three new men. Yes, bring them before me. The advisor turns and nods to a trumpeter. The trumpet sounds, (laughs) (laughs) the last note being off key. The trumpeter shakes his trumpet upside down and the bird falls out. <laughs> then after a pause, three sets of running footsteps are heard in the distance. All of a sudden, Phil, Isaac, and Gimp burst into the room. Gimp approaches the throne first. Hello, you do hear our footprints? <laughs> Isaac with a towel wrapped around his head like crashes into <laughs> accidentally knocking him over. Watch it. Uh, sorry we took so long. I was in the shower. <laughs> Phil crashes. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Phil crashes into Isaac with the same result. Phil closes the door. Uh, <laughs> wait. Phil crashes into Isaac with the same result. Phil closes the door. 
to kick it down again. <laughs> Hi there, Phil's the name and pleasing kings is my game. Phil winks at the queen. Isaac, picking himself back up. Wait, did we delete the line in Queens yes, we did. too? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. Okay. Too suggestive. Yeah. Like, that's not something I wanted my mom to see. Yeah. Um, you can't say that, Phil. They're royalty. So what? They're people just like us. You need to make a good first impression. You've got to be polite. How was I not polite? I know what I'm doing. Just leave it to me. The king and queen look at each other as this argument goes on unintelligibly. After a while, the king stands up. Silence! Phil and Isaac stop, and the king sits back down. Now, what are your names? A thousand pardons, your majesty. I am Sir Phil, the victorious. Sir Isaac, the virtuous. I'm Sir Gimp, the, uh, Gimp. Well, Sir Phil, Sir Isaac, and Sir Gimp. Uh, you've been the worst men-at-arms I've ever rolled over. Your competence precedes you vastly over all expectations. Oh, yeah? Well, you're wearing a fake beard. <laughs> the king look, <laughs> looks down, obviously hurt, as he pulls off the beard and puts his head down to cry for a really long time. <laughs> the queen puts her hand on his shoulder to comfort him. Everyone in the room looks at Phil generally. The queen stands up. I believe we have no other choice but to send you, Sir... <laughs> sir Phil. Sir... Honey. Please. <laughs> sir Phil. Sir Isaac and Sir Gimph on the quest. Our daughter was stolen tonight, and we believe the ones responsible are the men of Folger. Folger? <laughs> to the west. <laughs> that makes him cry again. <laughs> <laughs> we will reward you handsome, of course, if you complete this request. You'd better leave soon. It sure is a long road to Fulgore. <laughs> <laughs> the fate of our daughter is in you. Thank you for this. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter had hands. <laughs> she did. She had two of them right on the ends of her arms. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac bows. Thank you for this honor. Don't worry, Queenie. We'll have the reward before you. I mean, have the princess back before you know it. We'd expect nothing less. I'm expecting not to talk about my beard. <laughs> Gabe's ad-libbing this, by the way. Oh yeah, this is none of this is written. <laughs> You heard her, you heard her, boys. We have a prize princess to save. They all turn towards the door. Charge! They all run off screen over the flag holder, but miss one. So Kim runs back <laughs> on screen to run him over. The advisor turns to the king and queen. Have you considered adoption? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Uh, that's uh, my, like the my king. favorite scene. <laughs> yeah, the first two are so good. Oh, and I, I remember thinking that at the time, too. Yeah. It's like the most... There's 94 pages of this, Scott. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get off when it gets slow. This is page nine. Yeah. Uh, transition one. Uh, so this is a... Uh, like a oh, Indiana Jones. Luke wrote this at Burger King. I remember this. <laughs> oh, interesting. Remember any of this. Transition one, map overview, 
with loot in the background. I assume Indiana Jones style. And so our three heroes set out on their great adventure. They set off with a spring in their step and a song in their heart. But little did they know the dangers that awaited them right around the corner. Crossfade. Dark room with the cloaked, cloaked figure. Cloaked right, figure. Don't, don't patronize me. I try my best. No, you spelled it correctly. I just wanted to see. Right, figure looming, looming over a crystal ball, lightly cackling to himself. What did you do now, your evil sweetness? I got my revenge. All those here stuck here, stuck there, finally paid for in full. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what voice yeah. that was, but it sounded all right. That's, a, that's exactly what you used to use. That was Stewie Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed with Mark Hamill's Joker. Yeah. So after that line, it just fades out to black again. Uh, yeah, we need more in that scene. But yeah. in any case, uh, exterior farm. Okay, I know this farm. Phil and Isaac are walking down the path. Off to the side is a burnt barn and the grass singed. Off in the distance, a small group of people are gathered around a hole. So Phil and Isaac go to investigate. As they get closer to the group, they see a large casket beside the hole shaped like a really fat lady. Isaac and Gimp take off their helmets to show respect. Isaac nudges Phil to do the same. As they approach, the crowd disperses and starts walking towards the road. Isaac stops one of the villagers. My wife! My poor, small little wife! Cut to them lowering the casket. Oh my gosh, even her dead decaying corpse is heavier than an adequately girthed boulder. The farmer comes up to Phil and Isaac. I'm sorry for your loss, says Isaac. Must have been a big loss. <laughs> Isaac elbows Phil. Yes, but life goes on. What, what happened, if you don't mind me asking? Besides the knowledge that the famine will finally be over. <laughs> We were we were at the table eating dinner, and she just suddenly fell over in her bowl, dead. And and was this bowl by any chance used as a gladiator ring? <laughs> I don't understand how this how this could happen. I, she was such a mild eater, you see. Yeah. He looks over at the body being lowered. Even submerged, the stomach sticks out of the ground like a small plateau. Ground shakes as, and all three momentarily rise off the ground, then land without losing their footing. Gravedigger off screen. Oh god, Terrence! No, leave him, he's not worth it! <laughs> I can see that. Are you sure there was nothing that could have caused it? I mean, people don't just keel over and die. Unless they're a banana. What the heck is this line? <laughs> then you peel over and die. Fill <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his gimp the... over the head with a shovel. What? After he says the pe- after he says the peel over and die line, Phil hits him over the head. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I can't think of anything. My entire family is relatively normal. Farmstock for eight generations would have been an even ten by now, except for my stupid great grandfather. What happened with your great-grandfather? Oh, it's hardly worth mentioning, really. Just a family scandal. Didn't want to spend his life farming. Played around in the town a bit too much. Now one of the satanic arts permanently breaking the delicate balance of good and evil, therefore cursing our family forever. I hate when that happens. <laughs> I 
believe this. Curses aren't real. Phil, you curse all the time. And I will continue to do so until that fat tub of lard admits he cheated me out of a lifetime supply of mutton. I do have to admit, blaming this on a curse is a little far-fetched. Oh, but it's oh, but it's true. Every time the cycle when the moon flies hidden in the sky, Gabriel. sounds of the cries are heard Gabe, coming stop from, talking. The, from the woods yonder. So the farmer has been starts that the figure comes from inside the, the claims a pure heart that his darkness may be lessened. You call that creepily? What do you want me to do? He's crying. <laughs> Whatever. Just say it again. Oh, but, like it's, the last sentence. oh but it's true. Every time the stuff of the cycle that the moon flies hidden in the sky, sounds of cries are heard coming from the woods yonder. It's been said that a figure comes from inside to claim a pure heart. That's so that so is dark and maybe lessened. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, really? Well, well, it's either that or my wife finally choked on her third chin. Well, I know which one I'm voting for. What's voting? I don't know! That's <laughs> back to real world. Wait, Phil, what is voting? I don't know! <laughs> Isaac, guys, listen. I know it might be hard to believe, but I've heard stories in the village that were kind of similar to what this man just said to us. And I've heard stories of Glimby the Magical Wood Gnome who cuts holes in your door so he can sneak in to smash all your pots and then runs away into the night, burning the sheep and raping the churches. But you don't see me setting gnome, gnome traps all over the field, do you? <laughs> Metallic snap is heard off screen. <laughs> oh god, my leg! Why, Terrence? Why didn't you warn me? Phil looks sheepishly back at Isaac. To be fair, you didn't see me set that. Look. Phil, if you've got a better idea, I'm all ears. <gasps> and I, an idea that doesn't include looking for Glimby. <sighs> the worst that could happen is that we look around and don't find anything. Come on. Cut to all three in the forest. I can't believe we live in an ancient kingdom with decades of history and didn't find anything in the woods. What a tree! Really, Gimp? <laughs> Who would have thought that someone would put trees in a forest? I need new friends. <gasps> Gimp picks up a rock. You have a new friend, Rocky! <laughs> Phil takes rock from Gimp and chucks it into the trees. Oh no, bushes rustle, the rock comes flying back at them, now sporting googly eyes. Rocky, you can see now! Thanks, Bush! <laughs> George Bush rises from behind the shrub. Don't mention it. <laughs> George Bush walks away, talk, taking the bush with him. What the heck just happened? That's really <laughs> stupid, guys. <laughs> I was not part of that writing session. <laughs> uh, what page are we on? We covered a lot of ground. This is page 17. 17. Okay. So, so not maybe not next time, maybe the time after that. We'll continue reading. This could be like we read like one scene per episode and drag it out. Yeah. Maybe by the time we get to the last chapter, we'll have the rest written. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Um, so just real quick, if anybody, um, like anybody listening to this, if you have an opinion on whether you want more of this or whether you want one of these uh, on YouTube. Not, like, not this last one. If you want to see these, if you, well, probably not, not, not this farce. last one. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but if you want to see one of these 
completed on YouTube, uh, let us know. Um, I mean, I still want to see uh, crap posts in the comments, but also you can put some serious ones too. You gotta dial in on the copy pastas, and then in the replies of those copy pastas, put your actual opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll be the rule from now on. So you, your your visibility will be based on which copy pasta you think is the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good exactly. luck. Godspeed. Pick Nicholas Rattlesnake. He has the best ones. Oh yeah, he he has some pretty good ones. Right next to the Truffler Shuffler. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love our comments. There's something special. All right, well, I have work and school tomorrow. Gabe yeah. has work tomorrow, and hey. I think Luke just left, so... You know, I'm still here. Yeah, Luke's... Oh. Uh, well, do you have any final thoughts? Do you think when the sun goes down at night, it's naked? That looks like that's all the more time we have for this week. Tune in next week for more Potom action between the boys on the bus. Uh, make sure to check us out on YouTube at Dumb Channel, along with uh, the Oatmeal Guy, as they, that's the other channel that we have hosting this show. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Make sure to comment your favorite picks out of the bunch, and uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll even put it into a motion picture. Maybe we won't. Uh, that's for uh, Scott to decide. Anyway, see you guys next week on another episode of the Potom.